Period Podcast Network is hosting its first virtual fundraiser. Join us this February 17th, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our shows include Comedy Girl Crush, Tinseltown Tea, Comadrezi Comics, Girl Boner, Elaine's Cooking, and yes, a stripper podcast. Join us for performances, comedy, giveaways, and so much more. Get your tickets on periodpodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to Comadres y Comics. Comadres y Comics is a podcast hosted by three Latina women. We highlight the Latinx presence in the comic book industry as creators, characters, and fans. Join us as we talk chisme, comics, fandom, and beer. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Comadres y Comics. This is episode 141. We're your hosts, I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. What's going on, ladies? What's happening? Cheese. Hmm. I was oh, gonna I'm eating say, cheese right now. <laughs> I have the worst FOMO right now because we are recording on Zoom and I can see both Sarah and Jen, and I can especially see every time Jen lifts this entire block of cheese and <laughs> takes a bite out of it, and my mouth is watering <laughs> and, <laughs> and I want cheese so bad. <laughs> is that Munchester? Munchester? How do you even no. say it? It looks like Look, this is how I know that I have completely and utterly acclimated to NorCal. It's a cheese from Whole Foods. I shop at Whole Foods now. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it is uh, 18 month aged cheese that is from IDK Ware. <laughs> it's a vintage cheese. Oh, wow. It's oh, it's Gouda. Oh, it's Gouda. Oh, oh I love Gouda. And oh Eddie God. loves to correct everybody when they say Gouda because apparently the real pronunciation is Howda. Howda. I like that. I like that sound better. <laughs> Hail Howda. Gouda. Got it. <laughs> oh, Anyways, <man>. that's <laughs> awesome. I hope I remember that next time I order cheese. I'll be like, I'd like some Howda. I'm <laughs> gonna be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Most you... people will be like, what are you talking about? Uh, yeah, well, I'm sorry. Look, just to like, just to like emphasize just how good this cheese is, though, is that it has like little like salt crystals in it, and so like every time I bite out of it, I like get those like little bits of salt crystals, and it's like so fucking tasty. Interesting. I love. I don't even remember cheese. how much I paid for this cheese. All I know is that I probably paid a lot, and it's yeah. worth every penny. Yeah. <laughs> I really like crunchy cheese and people look at me weird when I say that, but aged, hard aged cheese has this texture to it. That's a little bit crunchy, like, um, uh, Parmesan and, uh, I think Romano, uh, Manchego, they all have this like, Oh, and like your, your like salad salivary salivary your saliva glands salivary gland. i don't know what i'm trying to say salivary like they they are like right now even just thinking about eating that cheese like they're starting to like like get tight we're not paying the exclusive like we're not paying us for the exclusive content right now and so i and then uh once I got older and I started getting a little bit more lactose intolerant, eating cheese was not the business, but we recently discovered lactate pills. And so we've been eating lactate <laughs> pills every time we eat cheese. 
and it is makes all the difference in the world tmi right now but it also helps me poop in the morning (laughs) (laughs) speaking about poop i yet again had plumbing issues i'm so sick of these uh apparently some of the tubing in the front yard um some of them the the root has cracked them and so it fills with roots so now at some point in the next six months we're gonna have to dig out the yard again uh, again well we dug out the yard on the side of the house where we did the clean out Mm. um and the clean out for those who don't know which i'm sure everybody knows but it's where you open the little lid and you can Mm -hmm. put in the snake when the plumber comes in um so you don't have to do it from the toilet you could do it from the clean out But anyway, so that was the side of the house that we did. And so we were working in like a very narrow passage because it's the house and then there's the wall. And so, but this, uh, of course, we'll have way more space in the front yard. But unfortunately, um, the plumbing crosses the yard in a diagonal. So it doesn't go straight from the side of the house down to the asphalt. It crosses the entire house. So we're going to be digging like, I don't know. I was told four feet deep. I don't know. That's what they say. Yes. So that happened uh, with my mom too. And the, the cost of digging the trench was so exorbitant that my mother was like, I'm going to do it myself. And she did. She went out there and she got people to help her and she dug the trench and it saved like almost a thousand dollars off her bill. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> why we're going to dig the trench. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, people pay for it, but it ends up costing like $4,000 more. Oh my God. $4,000 to dig freaking dirt. Oh yeah. Jeez, oh, absolutely. Get a whole bunch of five-year-olds out there to <laughs> dig dirt <laughs> with their little Tonka drugs. <laughs> oh, oh my god isn't that and also i mean you also have to make sure you don't like hit any like other yeah, lights like any line the yeah. water or the uh gas line or whatever so there's all that there's all that this is why i don't that. own a home i mean coupled with the fact that i live in la county and i can't afford it but <laughs> <laughs> yeah your home ownership is very overrated i think like just the plumbing stuff just really has always been like my biggest nightmare like my greatest fear yeah i I, I already took care of the roof so that is good for my lifetime i don't have to worry about that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. everything else though is up for grabs (laughs) so especially the plumbing which um like clockwork like at least once a year we have to call out the plumber Jeez. yeah that's that's what's on my uh my agenda right now so but we'll see we'll we'll it'll it's gonna have to but you know it makes you it makes you really like think about how far we've come as a society because as soon as the plumbing yeah. doesn't work i feel <laughs> like i'm in the dark ages i was gonna say my grandmother's <laughs> my grandmother's home is over 100 years old and uh at some point there was just an outhouse there was not indoor plumbing and everyone had and as a kid also tmi right now um <laughs> There were so many people in my grandmother's house that sometimes people the it was only one bathroom. Sometimes it, it would be occupied. And so my grandmother would take me and I would poop and pee into a little bucket in the backyard. Oh and that God. was just normal to me growing up. Like I would just hold myself over this bucket and I would <laughs> do it. Yep. That's just oh. how it be. 
Uh, well, yeah, like I experienced that too. Going back to Mexico to our little town of Tlatenango, I, I, uh, I would go poop and pee in the milpas. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, that I don't know. I mean, I think of it now, and I'm like, ill. But you know, that's just what I how I grew up. Yeah. No, going to Guatemala literally is the thing I dread the most: shitting in the outhouse. <laughs> oh, ow. that's why I love staying with my sister. She has plumbing. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. First yeah. world problems. Oh, seriously, for sure. <laughs> All right, guys, now it's time for Chisme de la Semana. Kristen, what do you have for us today? Okay, so this Chisme comes to us through this article that I read today, and I will share it um, with all of you listeners um, when we upload this episode. But I found it super interesting that um, Oscar Isaac, who has the title role of Moon Knight, um, shared with the interviewer of a current uh, or of a recent interview that he did that he had never even heard of Moon Knight before being cast in the role. He said that he actually was a pretty avid collector of comic books as a kid, um, but he never heard of Moon Knight. So I thought that was really interesting because we have on one extreme Ryan Reynolds, who like really... Um, campaigned for that role of daredevil of, Dare- of, <laughs> of deadpool yeah uh, and that was like his dream and he was just like i want to do it right and i want an r rating and blah 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 but it's funny to me because uh, seeing uh oscar isaac in the role and in the um trailers people are so hyped for it and it's kind of just like oh it was just like a lucky thing like oh he's he like okay whatever i'm gonna try out for this thing see what happens and so i just (laughs) thought that was really interesting (laughs) but you know i bet you now he's read more about the character itself i mean if he was a collector of comics before i'm sure he went out and Probably called Heidi Ho Comics to find out if he well, could get some titles. Well, if he did, he would have been SOL because Marvel has been um, kind of behind in publishing, not publishing, reprinting um, these Moon Knight books. And not just Moon Knight, but a lot of Marvel books because of the paper shortage that oh. is going on right now. Um, mm-hmm. And so there are a lot of Marvel books uh, that are just not available. Not even just Marvel. There's just a lot of books, period. There's the the great manga shortage of 2020, 2021 that we are still in the middle of. Uh, and um, oh, <laughs> And Moon Knight is soon, before we even knew that Oscar Isaac was part of um, this franchise, um, just when the news hit that they were going to do something with Moon Knight, we started getting calls and people coming in and everyone was all about Moon Knight. And at that point in time, I tried to order and it's been a while now. It's been, (laughs) now here is the, here is the actual freaking show already slated to release at the end of March and I still don't have any freaking Moon Knight books. (laughs) (laughs) Dang, that's crazy. I I had no idea. That's freaking, that's, that's Chisme right there. Yeah, actually, I thought we'd talk about it. We've talked about it here, but maybe not. I talked about it all over the place in different places, but yes, (laughs) there is, um, interestingly enough, um, the paper that is used to make comic books comes from the leftover pulp of making lumber 
And during COVID and during the lockdown and during all this stuff, the housing industry kind of shut down and also um, had uh, very little happening. And so a lot of lumber was not needed or used. And so when that happened, it affected down the line the comic book industry because there is a shortage of comic books because of that. Yes. Wow. See, that's that's one to grow on. That's really, <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. I mean, I just assumed that it was like paper that you could just make. Yeah. I didn't know it was made out of the pulp of the lumber mm-hmm. that they cut down. That's crazy. Wow, that's that's amazing news. Um, I also have some chisme. Uh, the Woman King uh, is a movie that is going to be directed by Gina prince Bythewood. Uh, and she's to direct Viola Davis uh, in on a movie called The Homie Amazon Warriors. And this is basically a movie about during the, I think, the 19th century where uh, there was a kingdom that was ruled by a woman. Um, they I think they called her the uh, the woman king. And so it's going to be like all Amazon-esque. It's going to be really great. And uh, for those is this who- based on a true story? Yes, it is. And why didn't they just call her queen? <laughs> right that's what i was thinking <laughs> um but maybe it was just the title maybe there's uh, like some transliteration errors yeah that's what yeah, i was thinking too yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but if you guys don't remember uh don't know who uh gina prince is she actually is a, the director of the old guard which released on mm. netflix with charlie theron or based theron. on a comic book exactly yep. <laughs> so anyway i thought that was good chisme um or on my radar because um, because we all love Viola Davis. So I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait to see this movie. It looks really interesting. Yeah, it looks cool. All right, guys, it is that time. I've been waiting for this time since the morning. I was like, <laughs> we're, we're recording. Is and- that in a mood, though? Like, I'm like, I know I'm going to have some. What am I going to have some, Kristen? Es la hora de la cervecita. (laughs) Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We're a little late with this one, but (laughs) it is still very timely because I am all about the goth sensibility here. This is Allagash Brewing Company's Haunted House. It is a hoppy dark ale, and this can is dark purple, and the writing on it is lighter purple, and I cannot read it in this lighting. I need my <laughs> phone. Where's my phone? I, I'm going to get better light here. Um, let's see. Not only that, it has there kind of go. like that that uh, mystique of like the haunted house in uh in um disneyland because uh, some of the letters are also green so it just got has that mood yeah goosebumps style yes Yes. goosebumps oh my gosh i just saw too that there was gonna be goosebumps was it goosebumps coming to netflix oh i I think so i think yeah okay so anyway haunted house hoppy dark ale cursed by our love of roasty porters we summoned the recipe for Haunted House. Roasted barley and black prince malt cloak this ale in a gravely dark hue. Hopped with crystal, nugget, cascade, and northern brewer, its flavor is filled with hauntingly balanced notes of coffee, malt, and a devilish 
hint of hops. So as you may or may not know, Allagash mm. is in Maine. Uh, so it does say on the can from Maine with love. And they have been around since 1995. They are the brewer of my favorite uh, beer, Allagash Curio. And um, I have never been disappointed with an Allagash beer. I wow. never met an Allagash beer I, I didn't like. <laughs> oh, right? I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, this is very, very dark. Ooh, look at that. Yes. And I, yeah. and I poured a lot of head because it looks really sexy with a big head. <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, it smells amazing already. I really am loving it. All right. Let me open it up. That's a nice glass for this beer. I'm actually not pouring mine because I neglected to grab a glass, but ooh, it smells good. Doesn't it? Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Borrow one of my roommate's glasses because it's an actual beer glass. <laughs> oh yeah, in here, tiny elder. Mm, okay, I'm gonna take a drink. Oh wow, it smells good. Mm-hmm. It is very, very good. It smells very good. It does smell dark and roasty. I don't really smell the coffee. Um, but I taste it, but not in a bad way. As you all know, I'm not a coffee drinker. I'm not a coffee hater, but I'm not a coffee mm. lover. <laughs> not a coffee um, fan. Yeah. I usually say I don't like coffee and that's not really true. I'll drink it. Sometimes I even get a craving for it. It's just not my go-to. Um, I'm not a daily coffee drinker. I probably drink coffee like once or twice every couple of months. <laughs> And it's usually when I'm, I'm really tired in the morning. I drink it more out of necessity uh, than anything. And, and when I get coffee, here's the thing. When I get coffee, I actually get tea with an espresso shot in it. That's my coffee. Oh my God. <laughs> I That's get so a dirty chai at Starbucks. <laughs> but dirty chais are so good though. They're yeah, like they are. Amazing. <laughs> I had a bad experience with chai tea. Um, so ever since then, I just have not ever drank it again. I think you mentioned that to us before. I don't remember yeah. what the experience is, but I used to work um, in LA, by LAX at a, at a at a clinic, and so I would I didn't have a car, so I would take a bus and two metros or something like that. Two buses and two metros, I think. Oh so, yes, now I remember the story. <laughs> so in the newspaper, they had a uh, get a free cup of chai coffee and so i got it and then took the bus home and my god at the very last metro i was just like suffering because i thought i was gonna poop my pants in front of everyone <laughs> i barely made it to the uh boyo loco across the street from the station and i begged uh, i said i said i swear to god i'll buy something after i'm done but can i please go it's compton so that yeah, you have to have a token you. yeah you have they have you have to have a token they still, to have, the tokens? They still mm -hmm. have the tokens i mean it was that okay, long so ago and so um, they, she's like, here, I guess she saw the worry on my face. And uh -huh. she immediately gave me a token and I fucking barely made it. <laughs> it just exploded like hot lava out of me. Ever this entire episode is poop. <laughs> oh, my God. You're right. You're absolutely right. But yeah, ever since then, I've, to I keep mean, a I've, theme. I'm still eating the cheese. And I just know I'm going to regret it later, like in about an hour or two. <laughs> 
but yeah, that's one of the reasons I have not tried chai, uh, la- chai tea again. Chai yeah. tea. Oh my gosh. And it's been so over good. 20 years. You have a food aversion. Mm. Gosh, um, it's, it's so, so good. good. It's so, so here's good. the thing. It uh, In the description, it's saying that they basically took their porter. Um, they... They love their roasty porter, porter, so it says they summon the recipe for haunted house. So I'm guessing they kind that this is like a, a, like, I don't want to say bastardization of their porter, <laughs> but they I mean, took that's that what it sounds like. and like, like built upon it or like kind of used it as a base. Right. Uh, right. I definitely, um, don't go to porters or stouts as a, like my first pick. I'm more of a lager and IPA and wheat drinker. But um, I actually, during the Halloween season, I actually went and I saw this and I bought it. And mm. I was super, super shocked and surprised at how much I liked it. Um, because when it said dark ale, I was like, okay, it's an, it's an ale. It's just darker. But then when I read it, I'm like, oh, man, it's more like a porter. But it didn't matter. I really, really liked it a lot. And I think just my tastes are developing and just um, not changing, but I guess. Mutating. Yeah. Evolving. (laughs) Evolving. That's the word I wanted to use. Yes, because to be honest, I hated IPAs when I first started drinking craft beer. I I started at lagers and pilsners then i moved up to wheat and then from wheat i went to ipas and then i started the first time i drank an ipa i was like oh my god this is horrible (laughs) and i and it was the red cars ipa which is like liquid crack uh, here in uh in the south bay and now i have an appreciation for it and i really think i am developing appreciation for more darker porter and lager style beers as well Yes, definitely. And I poured this with uh, some head and I think that actually adds to the flavor. There's this creaminess on top before you get to the actual beer and it feels delicious. It's like a whole sensation with this beer. So I'm really, really loving this. And um, I actually saw it was still available at Caps and Corks. So in Torrance. So actually, that's where I bought it. Again. Nice. 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 We, I stopped there. off there, and um, that was the day that I saw that people kept trying to order food, and they were telling people that the wait was like an hour and a half. I it's, was like, "Oh my god, is this food like made of gold? Why it's is really good? Why it is, is their really line good. so long? Why is their wait so long?" Fortunately, I don't go during um like eating hours. When when I go, I go like in between when I pick up work at at in Torrance so like on my way back i'll like stop for like a 10 minute stop and look at the beers and stuff i just Mm -hmm. go and adore the beers um (laughs) i always end up buying beer though um and so every now and then like i will order something like i ordered their tacos and they were surprisingly good like i was like really impressed and then i ordered their hot dog their i think their uh south bay hot dog or cali dog or something like that yeah the cook is mexican first of all Okay. So, but when I had the hot dog, he roasted some jalapenos <gasps> over it. Ooh. It was, it just, it took that hot dog to another level. I was it like, oh my God. Oh, That's what Gordon Ramsay yeah. says. 
Yeah. Oh, he, totally, <laughs> he, totally, elevated. he elevated. Yeah. And so uh, I also had their, uh, what's it? I don't know. It's a funny name. I think it's called uh, cheeseburger bitch or something like that. Anyway, I had their cheeseburger <laughs> and I had their um, um, uh, burrito de, ¿cómo se llama? de carne asada. And that was good too. So mm. everything I've ordered so far has been great. A lot of people were ordering the pastrami when I was there, and I really like my pastrami. husband. O- my husband ordered the pastrami, and he loved it as well. Mm. Yeah. Oh. So one time he we're told on me, a tangent like- right now, but I just <laughs> heard that the hat might come to Torrance. <laughs> Ooh, I like the hat. <laughs> I like too. the hat. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the- definitely worth a try. Like if you can order before you go, I think that's the way to go. Like yeah. if you're going yeah. during, which yeah. is what I, which was I think what a lot of people were doing because he came in to order food and he was the only one there, and they were telling him the wait was like an hour and a half, and so I guess a lot of people must have called in. Yeah, yeah, and um, I think there's only two, but like the main cook is that guy. He's a uh, mix. I'm sure he's Mexican. He listens to his own music in the back. Mm-hmm. And then they have the like the regular music in the store. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny because mm-hmm. I can't identify with both. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I always make it a point when I have because what I do is I order it and then like I'll have a, like a bite in the car. And then uh, and then I just immediately ne- feel the need to go inside and tip him and say, thank you. That was delicious. <laughs> Because so, sometimes you need, you know, like a little bit like you need to hear the good stuff, not only the bad stuff, not the complaints. Yeah. I mean, he's doing mm-hmm. an amazing job. There's so much more that they have on the menu that I haven't tried. Um, but what I've had so far, not disappointing at all. Fresh. So Caps and Corks on Hawthorne Boulevard in Torrance. And that is where Sarah picks up a lot of our yummy beers, including this Allagash Haunted House. So, um, any notes that you want to share before we rate the beer? Just that it's delicious. I love the coffee notes. I love coffee. And so this one really, but it's also fresh and light. So it's not like really heavy, like a stout yes, would be. Which is why mm-hmm. I like it. It mm-hmm. definitely has ale properties. Yes. It's, it's more lighter. A porter and a stout is definitely heavier and thicker on the palate. Um, and this has the taste, but not that thick mouthfeel yes um which may also now that i'm thinking about it be something that turns me off to porters and stouts because I'm right just, i i have this thing about consistency and texture of my food which is why i'm not really a fan of shrimp um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh the the lightness of it and the fizziness of it um is definitely more on the ale side Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I have to take it a step further and recommend that you pour it into a glass. I really love the foam head. I really think it adds to like the whole mouthfeel, like you said, the whole experience. Mm-hmm. So the mouthfeel from the head. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so, amazing. Um, and <laughs> right. Um, are we ready to actually rate it, guys? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really liked it. It goes great with cheese, by the way. Oh, <laughs> oh I, I bet. I bet. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it, as I a- am living my best life right now <laughs> in this bedroom. Oh, and we didn't say what the ABV was, actually. So um, it, because it is dark in here, I might have missed it on the can. It is a look at this. I know. I, so I know. I know. It is a 6.66 ABV. Ooh. 6.66. <laughs> 666 haunted house theme that is amazing (laughs) just as a reminder to our listeners um old and new we have a beer rating scale 
which is a five-point scale where one is flaccid, two is initial, three is partial, four is full, a five is rigid, and if it is something off the scale, it is Super Saiyan. So, uh, Sarah, do you want to start by giving your rating i you know what i really like this it was a really pleasant surprise i love the aesthetic i love the feel i love coffee i'm gonna give it a rigid Ooh, yes rigid okay um this is kristen i am gonna give it a full it is allagash it is an ale it's a dark ale which leans more towards the beers that i'm not particularly fond of but this is really good um, it's just not my thing. Uh, so I'm giving it a four out of five, which is pretty good for something that's not my thing. <laughs> um, so definitely I recommend to people who like porters and stouts and people who dislike ales. Um, I definitely think you would be ple- pleasantly surprised. How about you, Jen? I'm gonna give it a full. I enjoyed it because I like porters and stouts. I like the coffee taste. I like the mouth feel. <laughs> but this one is definitely a better, like lighter alternative. If you don't want to drink something heavy, I would definitely drink this um, uh, sometime when like, I don't want something as heavy as like, um, um, as a porter or stout, but I want something a little bit heavier than like an, like your regular, like wheat ale or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's pretty good and the 6.66 abv is definitely nothing to sneeze at either so <laughs> right so it's pretty good i'm gonna give it a full awesome nice. that has been our beer review guys all right guys now it's time for our book review what are we reviewing today what are we reviewing so, today we are reviewing go ahead Kristen. Oh, okay so Lore Olympus, and I I laugh because I'm actually showing it to the camera like you guys can see it, but only Sarah and Jen can see it. It's like I'm the Vanna White of the podcast. (laughs) Um, I have this copy in my little hot little hands of a hardcover Lore Olympus, and I think Sarah, you you have the hardcover, or do you have jealous? I have the soft cover. Okay, the soft cover. So. And the reason why I'm saying that, because that's a big freaking deal that we have this Prince copy in our hands, because this comic started as a webtoon online, um, what do you call it, Uh, web comic. Yes. And Mm -hmm. it was Eisner nominated, which is super, super awesome. Uh, If you don't know, the Eisners are equivalent to the Academy Awards, but in the comic book industry. Uh, And it was nominated, I'm assuming, for Best Webcomic. So um, I don't Um, know who. I also see that it says the number one webtoon phenomenon. Yes. That's a big way to describe this. (laughs) Um, It must have done really, really well on webtoons. And uh, it's it's written and well, it's created, written, drawn by Rachel Smythe. And when we got this book in, um, one of our employees actually saw it. I didn't even say anything and said, oh, Jen really loved that book or loved that comic. So you must have talked mm-hmm. a lot about it, Jen, and you must have read it originally on Webtoons. 
I did. I'm uh, and I'm actually the one who placed the pre-orders for it. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> when it when it was um um when I was still at the shop and when I um uh, saw that it was getting a print run. Uh, ah, okay. There cool. is probably some books that you might get even up to this year that were from me <laughs> yeah, placing the sure. orders. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> But yeah, so I'm interested to hear what you have to say about your experience reading it on Webtoons and your experience reading it in print. Um, So, Jen, since you um, are a big fan, can you just explain a little bit about what the book is about? So Laura Olympus by Rachel Smith is an uh, adaptation and reinterpretation of my personal favorite Greek myth, the myth of Hades and Persephone. Uh, and the, basically the premise, the rough premise that we get is that the gods of Olympus are living in what is like our time, like our modern times on Olympus. Like they're super modern. They like use like, like technology and stuff like that. They dress in suits, they dress very modern, but the human realm is still in ancient Greek times. So there's like, there's no technology. Like there's like a bunch of farmers and stuff like that. So basically like the the society that we see on Olympus and in Hades is very 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 modern mm-hmm. um and the story takes place like uh, at a party at Hera's birthday party to be specific and um it starts off with Hades seeing Persephone and just being like yo who is that and then it like <laughs> Uh, but then he like doesn't think about it because he's already in a relationship with Mint uh, uh, or Mint, um, and it the story is about right now. This book one is about their slowly forming relationship and them getting to know each other and like kind of like who they are and what they are. Uh, to yeah, to put it into there is like. In one, there is like a huge age difference because he's like a eons old like god, and she's like nineteen. So if like you don't really like that, then this book is it for you. <laughs> if you don't really like that, <laughs> yeah. If you don't really like that, plus I really mm. love the fact that there's a content warning from the creator of the book at the beginning yeah. of the story mm-hmm. because there's there a is, lot and- of stuff going on. Yeah, especially like there's a lot of stuff going on and then especially towards the end. But yeah. that was also she did that as well for on the webtoon as well. Mm-hmm. Like before, mm-hmm. like right when you open it up, like on your phone or on your laptop or whatever, it opens up with a content warning and like a spe- like, like a specific warning saying like, hey, this contains like themes of like sexual violence or mm-hmm. like stuff like that or adult content. Um and it's really, really, it's really, really good. But I originally read this story, I want to say when I was, not in high school. I was already in college. Um, um, I think it was like my second year of college at El Camino. Oh, wow. That's, okay. Yeah. So this, this story has been going on for a while. Um, um, and it is the first like webtoon that I ever paid money for so that I could get the oh, fast wow. pass and read ahead because the way webtoons works is like it's free to read uh, up to a certain point. Uh, and then there's like some like some issues that are kind of like locked behind a paywall, but they eventually become free. 
Um, uh, and you usually have to wait like a week. Um, uh, or you can pay money to buy coins and then pay the coins so that you can read ahead. And then you just can kind of get like about three weeks worth of content ahead of like everybody else um, and rinse and repeat. Um, so uh, that's a, like that, that got me. That story got me to crack. I was just like, oh, I want to know more. I want to know more. So I have been reading this story for a very long time, and I absolutely adore it. And even not only that, it's just rereading it uh, in the print format. Her art style has like grown and changed mm. uh, a lot. And this is considering the fact that she actually like re like she. I think at one point she had deleted the story. And re-uploaded it with new art, yeah. So she had, like, redone the entire story from the ground up. And the story is not just about, like, Hades and Persephone. It also, like, has the story of of, um, uh, Eros and Psyche. It has, has, like, a bunch of other, like, Greek myths in it, too, that I've come across. And it's it's a lot of fun. It's, like, it's everything that I love. And so I really, really (laughs) enjoyed it. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, I got to say, when you gave me the book, I was like, oh, my God, we're reviewing this humongous book. (laughs) But and then I waited till today to read it, actually. Oh, did you really? So so my husband was on his computer and I was uh, just sitting there like reading the book. And I thought, um, you know, I I mean, you kind of get scared from the girth of the book. But once I started reading it, I was like hooked. Yeah completely hooked did not put it down until i was done i don't even mm-hmm. think i went to the restroom <laughs> like, <laughs> i was so like captivated from all by all the from all the characters uh all of them sues i mean they all have personalities all of those personalities are like really like uh you really get a sense for each each god and so like you i mean it's i mean we already know like the backstory basically yeah. i also like greek mythology excuse me but um just having kind of more of an insight and this kind of retelling it's just so so fresh and so amazing they have cell phones uh you know they have jobs they you know go to clubs they go to strip clubs um i have a new appreciation for hera i totally freaking hate uh uh, the sun god i forgot his name um apollo apollo i hate him <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh you and everybody else the rest of the fandom oh my god um arrows i didn't like it didn't dawn on me that it was cupid until a little bit later um we see mercury we see artemis hermes, artemis, hermes mm-hmm. and i mean it's just really it's just really great like it's like I'm reading the stuff I loved back in like junior high, but I'm reading it like in a different sense, in a modern sense. And I totally love it. I feel totally bad for Persephone, uh, but I do see there's a lot of like drama behind that because it's not just seeing the relationship between Hades and Persephone. Everybody else has to put their little two cents in. Yeah. And so that's where the fun comes in Uh, and, and trauma as well. So I mean, and Persephone, she's a new god, and her mom is such a helicopter mom, Demeter. I mean, there was one point <laughs> mm-hmm. that she locked her in a freaking cage. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, 
and she's so scared and she her mom doesn't let her have a cell phone her <clears throat> cell phone she she was actually brought up in the mortal realm so she or like the dress she owned was like all oldest like like the when you see the gods antiquated like, antiquated that artemis is like i'm gonna have to let you borrow a dress because <laughs> that's not gonna fly here and so like it, it's it, you kind of see like the innocence and melancholy in her and she she also knows what her role is for all eternity mm-hmm. but she also has this longing for love and you know she obviously doesn't know how to interact with a guy she likes because she's not supposed to like anyone she's not supposed to fall in love and so you get that quirkiness and you get that awkwardness and like she sends a text finally and she thinks she's getting ghosted and it's like a, it's like there's no, so many levels <laughs> there's so many levels to the story that i absolutely love including the art the art was great i love how all the gods have different colored skin um mm-hmm. and i i just love that i i love the whole thing it, it was just really great. I really, really, really enjoyed it. Like I said, I could not put it down. I'm glad you did. Speaking of the art, it actually reminded me of the same kind of aesthetic as Santa Takeda's art in Monstrous. Very like the colors and kind of like a watercolor-esque, like ethereal feel. I don't know that it is watercolor, but that's just what it reminded me of. Um, and I really... Uh, like here, it's definitely different colors that are used in Monstrous, but it's just, it reminded me of the same feel, kind of. Um, like definitely different styles, and di- but it just, for whatever reason, it just really, the art itself was just super um, engaging with what was happening in the story. Um, I also really enjoyed Greek mythology when we read it in school and went on to read more stuff on my own. And I really thought that the creativity of putting them into like our current times and dealing with our current issues and uh, dealing with technology and uh, going out to clubs and uh, even current issues like uh, date rape. I mean, oh God, that, that, that was a major, um, thing and also content warning, uh, requirement, uh, yes. here. um, definitely, um, all stories, um, parts of the story that were really engaging and really interesting. And I'm wondering, um, Jen, this says volume one. So I'm assuming that means that the story has continued on. And is it current now? Oh, there is so much. There is so much. There's oh, like, interesting. I want to say there's like about like three volumes worth of stuff already. <gasps> oh, online. wow. So this is a really unique opportunity for listeners because you, um, um, is this, is it still available all the way back from volume one on webtoon? It is. Okay. It is still available all the way from volume one. Um, on uh webtoons and it's actually currently on hiatus okay um um, and it's gonna come back i believe in august of this year so um um so like the creator she's like taking a break and this isn't the first time she's taking a break she like takes a break so that she can like one like 
take care of herself but to also like get ahead and mm-hmm. so she can steadily post stuff because yeah. it updates weekly it updates oh, okay. um uh when i was reading it like at first it would update saturdays and then she like changed it and then she updated sundays so i think she's gonna stick to the sunday schedule um uh but for right now it is on her it is on hiatus but you can still read like all of the copies or like all all of the like past issues as well that's amazing. I'm going to go and read Webtoons again because this is, <laughs> man, it, it left us, like, it's not super cliffhanger, but it left me wanting more for sure. I mm-hmm. definitely want more, 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 more. And now mm-hmm. that I know that there's three or four volumes out there, I'm going to go and get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, she's definitely broken up the story into parts. And this is, this perfectly, like, yeah, this is, like, perfectly captures the part one of the story and actually like where it like a little bit right before where it ends um uh, is around when i started reading it oh really yeah um i want to say yeah like um um yeah like a little bit past it i want to say like around episode 17 is when i started reading it so i've been reading it for a while (laughs) wow but it's it's really good, and the reason it's a phenomenon is because one, it's it's not the first web comic to get printed into a book, right? But I think it's the first one to be picked up by a publisher to be printed oh, into the okay. book because all the uh, others had to be kickstarted. Oh, um, uh, I know because I kickstarted some of them. <laughs> and this um, um, is. Delray Publishing Company. Delray Publishing Company. Which is, yeah. oh, which is Random House. Yeah, Random House. Okay. So there's that. But two, it actually got picked up by Netflix to become a series. <gasps> Why? I'm unsure I'm whether, so I can't remember if whether it's an animated series or a live action or if they've even released that much information. Oh my God, but it I would was be down up, for both. <laughs> yes, yeah, it was picked up by Netflix to become um, uh, a series on there. And like, we still haven't heard much news or at least I haven't kept my pulse on the things about that. But yeah, so it's, that's why it like, it's a, and again, I think it, when it's, when it's going on, when it's ongoing and it's not on hiatus, it is Webtoon's, like, number one, like, comic. Oh, like, wow. I think it's their top earning comic, and I think it's their, like, top, like, story that has, like, the most subscribers. Well, I just learned that Lore Olympus is an upcoming animated series based on the romantic webcomic Lore Olympus that's coming to mm-hmm. Netflix. Okay, cool. So it's coming and it's animated. Nice. It looks like maybe a release in 2022, so maybe sometime this year. Oh. <gasps> How exciting! Finally! Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm so excited. Oh my god! So, uh, yeah, I'm. Oh gosh, I really, really love this book. Is there any? I mean, definitely, definitely. If you have any questions, I can answer them. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely, like if you are have issues with like, um, um bad relationships trauma you know all that stuff basically like really take care before you read this but i think it's definitely worth the read it is really amazing the art is incredible and for her to do the whole thing herself is just mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. you guys know that i love when a creator does all of the things because then i'm just like how do you sleep do you fucking sleep because <laughs> wow yeah. you're just blowing my mind but yeah mm-hmm. 
anything no. else we'd like to add to the actual um, uh, reviewing of it? Um, this book has probably my most favorite and I think the best interpretation of Hera that there ever was because there's a lot of stories and even in the myths themselves of Hera being a shrew yes, of yes. Hera being manipulative and jealous and and like all those things like are still true uh in a sense in the book because I, I think but the book does a good job of kind of describing why she's like that yeah and why she why her jealousy and her ire and her anger is earned um uh, yeah, and like, directed like uh-huh. i said this has been my most favorite interpretation of hera like i didn't even think i'd ever really like her as a character reading her you know when i was young but seeing this interpretation and reading this adaptation um i just i really like wow i really like her i you know like mm-hmm. she's really a likable character and now as a woman like knowing all the stuff Seuss did <laughs> and so like kind of like saying hey there was something very wrong with that you know mm-hmm. um but yeah no i really 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 like this book i really love this book actually a lot so what is your rating, Sarah? Well, I'm going to give it the whole panaderia. I super loved it. I can see why it was Eisner nominated. I can see why it's the number one web two phenomenon, phenomenon, phenomenon. <laughs> but um, yes, I love the heck out of it. Like I said, I started reading it today and I couldn't put it down at all, at all. I didn't even think, I don't seriously don't think I went to the restroom. <laughs> yeah, that is my rating, the whole panaderia. I love this book. Oh, well, as another reminder for our listeners, our um, rating uh, reviews for books um, are on a three concha scale, uh, pan dulce. Um, uh, concha is a pan dulce, and we use that as our rating scale. And Sarah is saying that three conchas isn't enough. It's the whole panaderia for this book. So um, this is Kristen, and I definitely loved it too. I'm going to give it three conchas and a cup of champurrado. It was really good. And knowing that I can go and read uh, on uh, continuing the story, and um, it is on Webtoons, which is a free platform, or you can pay for uh, early uh, content like Jen. But I really love um, being able to recommend support for web creators because my husband is a web creator and I know it is a grind. So um, three conchas and a cup of champurrado for me. And this is Jen. Mine is, my review is like hands down, uh, three conchas, cup of champurrado, the whole panaderia, and to the people that know, my money for the coins for the fast pass (laughs) (laughs) always and forever that's awesome i love it that has been our book review all right guys now it's time for in la libreria jen what do you have for us today well today i have something very interesting it's called above snakes a western inspired survival base building game so a while ago I had kind of um uh, I had uh I think it was Last Crow or something like that. And uh that was a like an RPG based um uh, 
game that was based off of Native American uh, folklore. Well, this one is a Western-inspired survival base-building game for PC where you can craft your world by placing isometric tiles tiles and explore various biomes and it's all inspired again by native american background folklore and all that stuff so the little synopsis that we get is above snakes takes place in a fictional world inspired by the american wild west and boasts deep crafting systems base building and strategic gameplay you have the ability to craft the world tile by tile and must ultimately unravel the secrets of a land consumed by mystery Ooh. So, uh, by backing the project, you gain access to the pre-alpha uh, in March 2022, uh, and you get um, uh, basically you get access to the game before like anybody else does to kind of like see how it works and to like give like feedback on how it's functioning. Uh, and it looks like a really beautiful game. It almost it's like minecraft but with a softer art style um uh, and like they they have various landscapes and stuff like that uh and the base pledge starts well at about two dollars and it's just supporting it you get um uh, you basically you get a wallpaper and you get access to the discord uh as well and then at Twenty dollars, which I think is seventeen euros, uh, you get a digital copy of the game for the platform of your choice, um, and all the other <laughs> your name in the credits and all the other um, uh, like the wallpaper, the Discord channel, and stuff like that. At twenty six dollars, you get the original soundtrack as well as the digital developer's diary with artworks and like everything else. And at $31, that's when you get the beta access. Uh, And at $46, that one is the pre-alpha access. So most games are like, before they're like fully released, Mm -hmm. you have, there's alpha, beta, release. Um, This one has pre-alpha access. So before even the alpha game is like, the alpha version of the game is released. This is like even before that. And this is like, this is a fun time, I think, in most video games because you don't know if it works. Like, yeah. honest to God, <laughs> you don't know if the game works. You have an idea, but as soon as other people start interacting with the game, shit gets fun. Like, shit gets fun and shit gets wild. So <laughs> you can you can basically, like, you, and sometimes some games, like, give you, like, you can get, like, exclusive items and stuff like that for being in, like, the pre-alpha or in the alpha and the beta and stuff like that. So you, like, you can get stuff that later on might not be in the game anymore. But you have it. Oh, wow. That's it. That's yours. So it's it looks like a very, very, very lovely game. Um, and it looks pretty amazing. Um, and it has already met its goal of $29,767. It's currently wow. at $41,000, wow. uh, $41,062. It has 1,173 backers and it still has 13 days to go on Kickstarter. That is super cool. I'm not a gamer, but that sounds amazing. Oh, and... Sorry, I just blanked out there for a moment because I was like staring at it. But it is Above Snakes on Kickstarter. 
All right, guys, now it's time for Juntos y Fuertes. Kristen, what do you have for us today? So, guess what, party people? The Latinx Comics Art Festival is back and in person this year, 2020. It is going to be happening at the Modesto Community College, um, March 25th and 26th. It is a Friday and a Saturday, which is a little bit different than most um, comic festivals or cons um, because one of the days um, is always held on a day that the school is open and the students can come and partake in the festivities. It is, geez, 2019 was the inaugural year and we attended and it was the best time oh, I yes. was able to share the Central Valley with <laughs> Sarah and Jen and they saw cows in real life. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I don't and know why, but like seeing a cow like out like in a farm brings me like a kind of like domestic joy. Like, I'm like, damn, it's a cat. Not not only that, she took us to this place that uh, serves the steak sandwiches that were, oh my God, so delicious. (laughs) Not only that, we also had ice cream, and I don't even like ice cream, and I loved it. It was, oh my God, I can't wait. I can't wait. (laughs) So, that is to say that Comadre C Comics podcast will be there in person. March 25th and 26th at the Latinx Comics Art Festival, um, run, created, managed by Dr. Teresa Rojas. And um, it is going to be a free to the community event. That's right. When do you get a comic festival for free? And this is a comic festival completely highlighting Latinx creators. So um, it is the Latinx Comics Art Festival. You can go to latinxcomicartsfest.com and find out all the information, but definitely save the date, March 25th and 26th at Modesto City College. Um, Latinx Comics Art Festival. We will be there. We will have books that we reviewed for sale. We will have uh, C Comics swag. <coughs> Excuse me. It will just be an amazing time. Last time we met so many creators and there were just so many awesome things for us. We all came home with so much crap uh, <laughs> that we were just like so excited to read. Wasn't crap. It was cool stuff. But definitely, if you can, check it out again, March 25th and 26th, Latinx Comics Art Festival. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for this. We haven't been out in so long. So I'm super excited. I see yeah. The last time I think we were getting ready to go, it was canceled. Yes. Um, and so I have all this amazing stuff. That's to right. Give we you were guys already preparing to go in March 2020 when everything shut down. And so Sarah had made all kinds of cool buttons, or not buttons, um, magnets, and we had some bottle openers. We just were so ready to go and have giveaways and stuff. And then womp womp, every, the world shut down. And now two years later, here we are. We still have our stuff. <laughs> so we'll finally yeah. be able to get It's it been so long that I'm not even in LA no more. <laughs> that's <laughs> what happened. Like, that's how, that's how long it's been. I got but, my life mightily on track. 
<laughs> but I'm so excited to see everyone. We made such amazing connections. It's it was such an amazing time. Uh, we got to talk to so many wonderful creators. So I'm so hoping for that same vibe. Um, I can't wait. It's it's an amazing time. It is a drive, but it's so worth it. So if you find yourself in Modesto during those times, please stop by. It's free. Stop by, say hello, get a get a free uh keychain from Las Comadres, and just you know, have a good time. So thank you so much for, sh for bringing that up, Kristen. All right, guys, now it's time for saludos. And today, estamos saludando a Omar Morales. Omar Morales is, um, he is a comic book creator. He actually was part of Mañana, that anthology that uh, we reviewed in episode, I think it was 112. 122 oh shoot i can't remember it was an episode <laughs> yeah, it, was it was an episode, an episode. It was we did. An episode. <laughs> look i know for sure we reviewed it because i kickstarted it and i got all all the things and stuff like that and i know i know we, i know we reviewed it it was 122 yes 122, 122. Yes. but he also writes and created Lunar Ladies, which we also reviewed, but in episode 115. Uh, so oh, he's like, wow. he has a lot of comic books out there. He also has another one called Moon Girl. Uh, anyway, we are saludándolo a Omar because he donated a comic book packet to our fundraiser that's going to be on February the 17th, which is a Thursday, correct? I'm thinking yes. yes. <laughs> um, anyway, so he um, reached out to Las Comadres and he asked if he could if he could donate a packet of comic books that we could include in our fundraiser as a raffle prize. And we got it in. Oh, cool. oh my God, guys, the Mañana Anthology hardcover is so amazing. Mañana is in the kind of a holographic uh, uh, ink. But not only that, I was super impressed at the binding the pages were all holographic as well it was just Ooh, really yes i know we the digital version of all the wonderful stories in there but the book actually is super beautiful so hopefully somebody out there can really appreciate winning this prize uh once they participate in our fundraiser but a uh, super 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 gratitude and a lot of saludos to omar morales um you can follow him on instagram of it's at the underscore crusader that's c-r-u-z-a-d-e-r -E on instagram or you can follow him on twitter it's c-r-u-z-a-d-e-r -E um so anyway i am super 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 happy also uh, also on top of that he has been a finalist on a negative space comic book writing competition 2021 he is uh, in the running as a finalist along with david calvo which we have have had on the show daniel daniel i oh, did i say david oh yeah. i'm so sorry <laughs> i meant daniel um and as you know daniel also has daniel, right now. <laughs> i'm sorry i get so oh so emotional i'm so excited they're finalists in this writing competition and actually the results are coming in on the 7th of february so we're really excited rooting Ooh, for them that's both. close oh yes. i'm stressed out I know I'm stressed too, <laughs> but saludos to you, Omar. Thank you so much for your generosity. We really appreciate it. I'm rooting it. for the winner, which yes. could be Omar. 
Yes, he'll be Daniel as well. So anyway, saludos to you. Thank you so much for your contribution. Thank you so much for your um, just being so amazing and a um, supporter of our podcast. Thank you so much. Saludos goes out to you, my friend. All right, guys, this is the end of our show. So um, they can find us. Anyone can find us at Comadre Comics at Oh, it's Comadres Comics. Comadres <laughs> well, I mean, they could find com. us at Comadres Comics at gmail.com. But yes. <laughs> we do have another place they can find us. <laughs> yes, Comadres Comics.com, guys, for all things Comadres Comics related. Um, where, and as Jen said, you guys can email us at Comadres Comics at gmail.com. We're on all social media platforms. And if you subscribe to our podcast on your famous streaming plat- uh, your favorite streaming platform, it will remind you of our new episodes as they come out. Nice. All We're right. Also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the TikTok. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and Snapchat too. So, I mean, we're trying to keep it relevant, guys. Uh, but if there's any time... Only fans want... to come. Oh, God, <laughs> yes. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, my, well, they're what? taking all the porn out, so... Oh, well, you know Ooh. what? They could subscribe to Chunky Latinas Eating Food. <laughs> I'm you done. would probably make Man, so much Man, you're telling money. me I'm doing this for free right now? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I mean, it got me hot and bothered watching you eat that cheese. <laughs> <laughs> No, seriously. That you made me joke up my beer. But uh, yes, uh, also, uh, we have a fundraiser coming up. Please make sure to hopefully like join us in our Zoom event uh, where there's going to be performances, uh, comedy, uh, stripping performances. Yep. We're, we're going to be Comadres in Comics. Uh, what is it called? This, our segment? Comadres on the Rocks. That's right. We're going to be nice and sloshed answering your questions. So if you want to <laughs> submit your questions, please do so now to be included in our segment for our fundraiser. And uh, I know that it's Eventbrite. You go on eventbrite.com and then just search uh, period podcast network fundraiser 2022 and you'll be able to get your tickets there thank you guys so much for listening we have been your host i'm sarah i'm Kristen, and i'm jen bye guys bye, bye. and that's on period network <laughs>